The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Today I'm talking to Nick Haynes and Runa Magnus' daughter, co-authors of the book, The Story of Boxes. They are working hard to change mentalities and offering ways to meet the UN Sustainable Development Goals. For Nick and Runa, it starts with kindness and getting out of boxes in which we trap ourselves and others. Runa, thank you so much for talking with me today. And I'm curious how the two of you began working together. Nick, you are from England. Do I have that right? That's right. Okay. And Runa, you're from Iceland? Yes. Okay. So how did you all meet? How did this come together? Oh, well, we we actually met in 2012 at uh, at Windsor Castle. (laughs) The royalties. The royalties. So we met there. And um, uh, Runa took me on a Viking walk. And the Viking walk uh, introduced me to Iceland and the the thinking of the Icelandics. And it was a... Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing meeting. We met through a, a network, through an association, and yeah. we found a lot of common ground and common interest, and um, we enjoyed working together. What is yeah. a Viking walk? I'm curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little story to this, and I'll make it really, really short. But in the short version is, I, we, I, at the time, I was in the steering committee of this organization, this network, and we needed to find something to do at the end of our conference. And I was getting a little bit bored of that meeting. So I just came up with the idea, well, I can just do a Viking walk. And everyone was really intrigued by this. But at the time, I had no idea what a Viking walk was. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I actually the morning of the Viking walk? (laughs) Actually thought no one was going to turn up for this thing, but there were people there, so I had to do it and I had to improvise. And uh, in fact, this was the thing that people really felt they took a lot out of it and I was trying not to piss in my pants. (laughs) 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 <laughs> making you know taking the piss off these people but um <laughs> but uh the fact is the viking walk was born just out of uh, creativity and just um trying to do something that wasn't yeah. really the same thing that it, that, yeah. that was before <clears throat> but it was very much and uh which is why i kind of we love your work nicole it's very much trying to in, it was about trying to invoke people to be the best version of themselves yeah. by calling up that version of you so it was a walk in the morning to call up that version of you that would turn up in the world in its best possible form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although it have made up its name, the actual process, I think, is, is well, really it, it's kind of, re- it? yeah, yeah, it's really well recognized for getting yeah. us to show up as the best version of us. Yeah. In, in the Viking walk, we were just uh, calling Freya, yeah. one of the Nordic goddess. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and she answered. Yeah. Runa, it uh, it has struck me when I was uh, doing some research about you that that you really are a rock star in the world of uh, branding and and getting people to kind of collaborate and move in the same direction with their minds. And I'm seeing it right now with the Viking Walk. How you just you know you just say let's just do it and <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go. Is that kind of your key or or what? This is this is pretty neat. Yeah. Well, I. Um Thank you for saying that. It it, it, it warmed my heart. 
Um, uh, what I what I absolutely love to do is there there is the thing about uh, empowering people for seeing their the the goodness in in them and that they can actually make a pretty good living and and fulfilled life by understanding and valuing who they truly are and and branding that mm. not the the filters or the or the the layers that we often put in front of us thinking we have to be this so i want to go inside and take that out and bring that out and i think that is uh i personally i think that it's extremely just uh appealing it's a i sometimes call that your sexy factor that thing that you shine from the inside out the sexy factor i've heard it called the x factor i like the sexy factor a whole lot better let's call it that from now on <laughs> yeah it is it is sexy yeah isn't it? yeah well nick um I, I know that you have, have done a lot of work in your own right, and, and now the two of you are collaborating on this book, The Story of Boxes, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So what's the theory behind the boxes? Okay, well, what it's, what it's really about is this propensity that we have as human beings to put each other in boxes or to uh, categorize people in a certain way, to say uh, women are like this, or, or men are like this, or millennials think this way, so industry needs to treat millennials this way because they are like this. And the, the challenge with putting each other in boxes is that um, what it does is it limits us to those boxes, and what happens if you don't fit in that box? What happens if you're a millennial and you don't think in the same way that the industry is telling you, you that you do think? Or you're a man and you think in a different way than a classification of a, a, a man so they very much they kind of uh, trap us into being a certain way but more importantly what they do is if you have um, people in boxes then what you have is a separation between them and in that separation that's where you get um, uh, arguments or, dis or, di or disagreements or inability to collaborate so um, so can I, so what we saw, you know, with the Gillette advert. So obviously, there's a big there's a big debate going on about their advert, isn't there? Mm -hmm. uh, um, that, um, or certainly it is when we're <laughs> certainly is when we're recording this. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. They very much um, categorise men a certain way. They put them into a box. And then what they decided to do was shift the box that they put them into and said, actually, no, men are actually caring, blah, blah, blah. And so the issue isn't that they, the issue is that they, that they categorize people in boxes in the first place and then suddenly categorize them a different way. So the issue is they just keep recategorizing people, which is thought to be the problem. But the problem is the fact they put them in boxes in the first place. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. So, so it's this, mm -hmm. this idea that we categorize each other, and as soon as we do that, we're limited, we're at great isolation, we create division, we create arguments. And what if we don't fit in that box? Then we're an outlier, and that doesn't work for anybody. Right. And as humans, I think we never like to be told what we are. <laughs> I will tell you what I am. You don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it does help us make sense of the world. Oh, they're like this, they're like that. But it, it, it just creates fundamental and deep problems. 
So you yeah. see the bad of those boxes outweighing any good. Yeah, they can be good. Hmm. Absolutely, they can be good. Um, sisterhood, brotherhood. Uh, when we are, um, we feel that we belong. When we feel that we are um, valued. When we feel that we can contribute. When we feel that we are, um, this is a, we are in a box that allows us to to grow. Uh, that that's a good box. Mm-hmm. And the the tricky thing with the boxes, because and that's why we would really want to empathize on the this key issue of being aware. Um, although we do this, it doesn't mean that it's true, and it doesn't mean that you have to believe that it, that's how it is. Mm. Uh, you we, be raising our awareness to it is it, it's actually a, a real key. But going back to what is a good box, if we look at as an example a relationship, like a, a, a romantic relationship, when you go into a relationship. Um, hopefully you're in love or you, you, you fall in love. And that is a really, really good box, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you feel you, you, know, you feel you can conquer the world with this man or this woman or, or and, and you're, you're all in there. And then that, exactly that relationship box can quickly, often, turn into be a bad one. And we've seen tons of examples when it goes into being a real ugly one. It's the same box. And often it seems to us that just happens in an instant, but there's there are things that are happening in there that are not actually allowing us to to fully be who we are. So is there a way that we can, on a small daily basis, as individuals, that we can stop other people from putting us in that box? Or even if we're in it, you know, like you said, a romantic relationship where we can keep that healthy and and keep it keep the box healthy yeah uh, absolutely i think i think it's a kind of three-step process that to do that the first thing i think is to recognize that we that we put each other in boxes and we put ourselves in the boxes it's really difficult not to do that's just part of human nature so there's a kind of it's a non-blame game <clears throat> so we don't blame each other for or ourselves for doing that then and so that helps keep the box healthy. And the second one to do is to is to think, okay, if I put you in this box or you put me in this box, what are the consequences of doing that? What's the effect of doing that? Is it diminishing you or diminishing me? So what are the consequences of doing that? Or is it empowering me? And how can I have more of that? And if the third thing is if you put someone in a box, it's always interesting to ask, what's that saying about me? And that's a really interesting self-reflection. I put you in a box. What does that actually say about me? And if we do that, they, the boxes tend to stay more fluid, more flexible. Because the challenge with boxes is that they often become very rigid and fixed. And that's when, or, um, and that's when they start becoming isolating and divisive between people. So it's keeping that fluidity about the boxes. Have you had anybody uh, say to you, this sounds a lot like how racism starts or how biases start within people um, and, and cultures and, and all of that. Does it have that kind of reflection for you? Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's very much where our unconscious biases come from. So if you look at the boxes, you can say, okay, I, that's where my unconscious bias or even a, an awareness that make, you make your bias conscious instead of unconscious and you can then start to make changes for it. And it's very convenient with, um, if you take, take the race issue, it's very convenient 
to group a whole set of people into a particular box. And then once you've done that, you can layer more and more meaning into that box and it starts to then affect our education system, our ability to get loans, the, the penal system, how we treat people in the courts and the judge, because we've classified a whole group of people in a, mm-hmm. in a certain way. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's what's sitting at the, at the bottom of so many social uh, problems that we're struggling with as a, as, a, as a collective society across the world. So yeah, absolutely spot on. That, that's the, the power behind them. Well, and I love you giving the power back to the person who's, who is having these thought patterns, putting someone else in a box and saying, why are you doing that? What is it about me that, I, that makes me want to categorize this person? Because I think that, you know, our thoughts are so powerful and sometimes our thoughts will lead our words and they'll lead our actions. And we don't even realize that we're thinking a negative thought about someone. So, you know, just the idea of, of being conscious of your thoughts seems like it would be really, really powerful in, in escaping. It, it absolutely, it is. And when you start to dig into those those boxes that you you are in, um, you will you will often see that maybe the the origin of that box was maybe once really needed in the society that were decades ago or, or centuries ago or, or uh, but they're not really relevant in in today's in in today age and, and, and time so it, that that i found so interesting when it comes to our cultural box or when it comes to our like religion box you know some of those things that are there are might have been really needed uh, when they popped up originally and but it's really our decision to say okay am i going to take that into the present and in the future or can <laughs> i actually just leave that behind We'll get back to our conversation with Nick and Runa in just a moment. But first, our kindness call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hi, my name is Diana Nath, D-I-A-N-A-K-N-O-T-T, and I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I share my story with my friend Sarah, and she gave me your phone number. Um, There is a family at our church that they already have four girls with them of their own, but then there are... Um, have another three girls through the Safe Families um, organization, which means that the girls were in a bad situation and they were taking them just to help them for for a time. But they came just with the clothes they were wearing, so they didn't have anything else. So my friend reached out to me and I said, reaching out all my uh, friends and the mom's group ago, and everybody started pouring into this family, um, bringing diapers and clothes and snacks and I just got overwhelmed of how people responded, and I personally don't have much on my own right now. Sorry. Um, but I was just trying to help. Um, and um, actually, a friend of mine texted me saying that a friend of hers was looking to give up, uh, give away some boy clothes um, that are my son's, my son's size and up. And I was just so amazed how kindness comes back to you. Kindness comes back. Um, and how this person was thinking about me and why I was trying to help somebody else. So, um, in the meantime, my husband showed up yesterday with flowers and uh, it was just so amazing to see God's hand and everything. Um, 
so yeah, that's my story. I'm just overwhelmed on how God can show us his love to other people and how when we pour out our hearts to other people and help them, how God uh, takes care of you as well. So thank you. Thank you for um, what you do and the message that you always want to share about kindness. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. So you have the book, The Story of Boxes. You know, you're you're speaking about it. You're obviously doing this podcast, which we love. Um, How do you intend to move this from a a quiet conversation to a very loud conversation? There's a, a number of different ways that we're doing that. One is that we're we're just starting the conversation with people. So we, we're we're going around and we're speaking at different different places. We're at uh, in Washington at the moment as we're as we're recording this. Um, we're running what's known as um, uh, No More Boxes Breakfast Clubs, where you have a group of people that come together uh, around a table and you pick a particular box and you explore what's the, what is the consequence of that box for us. So we've just recently just run one on with a uh, with a group looking at gender as a box, mm-hmm. and, and the what springs up from these uh, breakfast clubs that we're running is that other people say, okay, I want to run some of these breakfast clubs, and I want to run them with say young parents, and looking at looking at what the boxes, uh, what young parents can do to avoid putting their children into boxes or the categorization. So. It, what it tends to do is each breakfast club gives birth to another one hmm. or gives birth to even more. So it very much has this powerful ripple effect because one of the things that people really recognize is that having the conversations about these tricky areas and using the language of boxes tends to, to, to make it less judgmental and it, it, the, just saying, oh, I think, I think this is a box that I put you in, takes away the, your, your self-blame or the other person feeling like you're um, being rude or disrespectful. It just, it, everything gets put onto a third party, mm-hmm. which is a box, and it takes away, it takes away the blame. Um, so the conversations are, really move within these breakfast clubs and then uh, Runa is very good with her background on social media and et cetera. So we're getting a very big following. And I think it's one of these things. It's very simple to get and it's very useful when you've got it. Mm. And the big impact, the impact is massive. Yeah, it is. And as people are really seeing it, they, they also want to know, how do I do this? How, you know, what are the steps? What are the, the ways to do that? How do, how do I create safe space for my team, for my group, for my family, uh, so that I can create, I can host my own breakfast club, even in my kitchen, if I want to, how do I do that? So that, that's a a way that, uh, we're offering as well, that how do you do that? The step by step by step process, uh, so that, uh, the effect is there, and um, because obviously there are there are steps to do this. They're simple, yeah. but there are steps. Yeah. Are there pla- uh, places online that you want people to go? You mentioned social media where they could be a part of this, that they can they can become part of the conversation, even if there's not a breakfast club in their area. 
Absolutely. We do have a, a Facebook group. So if you search on Facebook, No More Boxes Movement, you can, you can find us there. And we do have a Patreon site for those who want to become our patrons. So it's that is the uh, patreon.com forward slash no more boxes. And okay. uh, we also have, of course, the, the website where um, we uh, both post where we do have our events plus the results from the events because each breakfast club um, participants, they look at how what, what is it that they want to change in, in this world and what is the change that they want to the role that they want to t- take themselves in creating that change. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned some of those steps, Runa. Is that something that you can that you can kind of quickly concise in this podcast, or is that something that people need to, you know, go find, read the book? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that it, because and I, again, um, this is something that just like anything that you need to do, you need to uh, learn it and you need to train yourself. Okay. Mm. It, but, but we've written the book in a way that's actually, if we say so ourselves, quite amusing. So the book kind of tackles a very difficult subject, difficult subjects, in a way that's very accessible. And um, so people can pick up the concept of the boxes very quickly. And then we have just, some, like I say, some very simple guidelines. Just be aware that you're going to do it. What's the consequence for other people and for yourself? And what does it say about yourself? So the, there are things like that. But the idea is to pick it up very quickly. And the, and the book's written in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously the gratitude to people like yourself engaging in this conversation mm-hmm. to help people think, okay, this is, this is something that's A, simple and B, uh, would have a real impact on me and other people if if we looked at looked at what we were doing as human beings. Right, I could really see that increasing uh, the person's happiness. The one who is saying, "I don't know if I want to put people in boxes like that anymore." It can really increase joy, I would think. So, before I let you guys go, I'm wondering if you uh, have a favorite kindness story one of you would like to share. No takers, huh? I can do a, a really... Um, one of the things that we, we've... Um, one of the things that, uh, we ha- that we have at the Five Institute, which is, supports uh, the change makers and the No More Boxes movement, one of the things we have there is something called the Vitality Test. And this was a, a, a real thing of kindness. Um, someone, the father, took the Vitality Test... And he then knocked on his daughter's door, who he didn't get on with, and they had a very bad, very, very bad relationship, and etc. And he asked her to then take the vitality test, which she did. And the kindness bit was that they then sat together and had a completely open conversation about who they were and how they saw the world. And... Uh, it, 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 it fundamentally changed their relationship. So the kindness bit in there is the ability to, A, try and understand yourself in any way possible, of which the boxes is a really good way to do it. And the kindness thing is having that conversation that takes you out of the boxes or the, 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 the way that you've seen each other. And I, for me, that was the ultimate kindness of taking the time 
to have a conversation to move a relationship that then changed forevermore because he wouldn't have been a good grandparent and she wouldn't have been you know what I mean that 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 sort of thing just moves through time in a very impactful way mm -hmm. so it's taking the time to get to know each other and that takes kindness to ourselves and other people and isn't it amazing to know Nick that you created something that led to this kindness, that led to this reconciliation and this bond. That's got to be just the best feeling in the whole wide world to know you had a, a part in that. Yeah, and, and that, yeah, absolutely. And that's the very essence of what the boxes are about as well. The, the, both mine and Runa's work is getting people to really understand who they are, who the other person is, and just not to make those judgments and not to. We talk about preformed thinking, uh, listening and responding. So just don't preform your thinking about any human being. Be open. And that's the ultimate kindness. Yes, not it is. Preformed thinking, preformed listening, or preformed responding. Imagine if the world didn't do that. We would just have different relationships and conversations. And most of the things that we're currently struggling with would just disappear without the preformed nature of boxes or ideas of who we, who we are and who we aren't. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, you are both both change makers, uh, literally and um, figuratively. I just thank you so much for sharing your ideas with me today on the Kindness Podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to both of you, and uh, I can't wait to hear more about how this conversation of, of the story of boxes continues to grow. Oh. Thank you for your part. Thank you so much. Bless you. That was a conversation with Runa McNeus' daughter and Nick Haynes. You can learn more about their book. You can learn more about their work at www.nomoreboxesmovement.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, make sure to spread some kindness in the review section.